Stay a while and listen. Hi, and welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture, your Seriously Pointless Conversations podcast about all your nerdy and geeky things throughout the infernal plane. Today, <laughs> I am joined by uh, the illustrious James. How you doing, man? That's right. You shall still <laughs> sit a while. Today, if it isn't obvious yet, if you guys are, are not steeped into this as much as, as we are today, guys... We're going to throw down some serious, like, OG knowledge on one of the, I would say, one of the cornerstones of the RPG world, uh, Diablo 2 from Blizzard Entertainment. This has spawned an entire series of games. I guess Diablo 1 was the original. Yeah. Which was huge. But Diablo 2, even bigger. Just phenomenal. But before we, like, just, just dive deep into the demonic spectrum as you were the demonic planes and fight off some baddies and send them back to to hell where they belong uh james what have you been up to man well i have been playing monster hunter rise a little bit it's my shame face now i'm a monster hunter noob you are i didn't even like beat the diablo guy in monster hunter world so (laughs) (laughs) but i thought i would get this one and i've been playing it and since it's the uh japanese setting i picked the most weebu weapons so i've been playing that's right that you did that you did (laughs) so i came over and watched you play it actually it looks really i was really kind of hesitant uh to maybe get involved with it but i might i don't know i i kind of want to a little part of me watching you play yesterday in my uh, sleep deprived haze uh it was it seemed pretty cool it plays really well there's some nice quality of life improvements to mm-hmm. it it does not have the same degree of polish that monster hero world did eh, it's okay uh, someone more into the franchise told me that like monster hero world was made by the development a team and this was yeah. made like by their b team it's obviously built on the same engine i yeah. think it's a great game we'll probably talk about it at some point but. well obviously yeah we've got it we've definitely got the loose script set up for it so <laughs> that's a little bit of a uh, uh of a spoiler for future uh episodes possibly but yeah that's i have to say though watching you play they do have quite a few niceties i've thrown it i've seen thrown there it's definitely not as pretty as the last one um yeah and part of that is it's a switch exclusive so yeah. it doesn't have the same hardware that even you know the playstation a lot a lot less power go behind it obviously but despite that the loading times are a lot faster which maybe it's almost as good as good graphics as far as I'm i mean concerned. i would rather have fast load times than crazy good graphics because like i said at a certain point my my eye is not that good <laughs> and i'm getting old so it's it is what it is but but yeah so so you've been playing i saw you were playing yeah, obviously and, uh, in uh, binding of isaac repentance came out yeah holler damn it is harder it is really uh, the biggest thing that makes it worse is the shot speed of like all the enemies in hard mode. It's Has it been significantly up? faster. Well, that's just rude. And a lot of their animations have been changed, and so it's a lot prettier. It's a lot nicer, and I'm mm-hmm. sure once I get used to it, it'll be fine. But for right now, like my motor, my muscle memory is working <laughs> against me, and I am like struggling to finish a hard mode run, which is just shameful. It's okay. But even like uh, Sinvicta on YouTube, who has like a thousand 
Eden win streak still died a few times starting out. So, well, you know, you got to start somewhere to get build those muscle memories back up. But I, I'm, I'm a little hesitant. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Do you know if they're going to be releasing it for Switch at all or any other platforms? I would think I they would. Sure, they will. I mean, why wouldn't they? A little part of me kind of wants to wait for the Switch version so I can play it on there because I really like it on the Switch. Like Just, I, yeah, play it on whatever platform you like. Well, I don't know if you noticed, like. I, I think I've dumped a thousand hours into it on the Switch. Damn. <laughs> no way, take the back. Maybe not a thousand. A thousand's a lot. Maybe not a thousand. Maybe at least a hundred. I've put at, at least a hundred. Okay. And okay, take the back. It's a hundred. I put a hundred hours into it. So that's ridiculous in my opinion. <laughs> um, after playing it on the play, on the PC and then I'm playing on on the PlayStation because it released for free on the PlayStation uh, for one of the uh, monthly games a while back, yeah. and I got I played it for maybe ten hours on the PlayStation, which mm-hmm. it's it's basically I like I liked it I liked it better on the PC, but when I played on the Switch, it was just a whole other ball game. It's well, just made. Yeah, in my mind, handheld. if you're going to have it tied down to a you know a stationary console, the PC is the way to go. No, absolutely. But if you want to be able to pick it up and carry it with you, the Switch is awesome. Well, I mean, it's great because... And I think the, the two-joystick interface is perfect for Isaac. It oh, absolutely. It's fine. So, like I said, it's just, it just depends on what preference you have. So, I'm going to wait a little bit. I know that. Um, I, I haven't, like, looked this up, but I'm guessing they're just going to get the first couple major bug patches in and then mm-hmm. release it because... Whenever they release patches for games on consoles, it has to go through a verification process, and it's a colossal pain in the butt for developers. Yeah, so. it's it's not like the PCs where they're just like here. It's not like Steam where you can push out a patch every twelve hours and no one cares. and nobody cares. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, that's the one so. nice thing about PCs is they they do that they don't really care all that much. But but yeah, yeah give it a month or two. I'm sure it'll be there. I I bet it will. So I so I actually have been um, enjoying some Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's what I've been doing, honestly. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Have you not seen this? So you're you're not a big MCU guy as big as I am. Um. So this is following kind of um. You're not because they just had a movie about that, right? They had they had the Winter Soldier movie a while back, which involved uh, bringing Bucky back into the mcu which bucky is cap captain america's friend and he basically got brainwashed by hydra had a, had a, a vibranium arm put on him part, yeah. and so he's like ba in this mm-hmm. well in this one it's it's like the aftermath like so i don't want i don't you haven't seen any of the end game mm-hmm. and i saw Endgame. Oh, you did okay yeah. so you know that i haven't watched anything since end game okay so i caught up with everything for end game and then i've kind of fallen behind again <laughs> Okay, so do you have you seen like the very end, like after they go back through time and all that stuff? Yeah. Okay, so you know that Captain America I basically passed. Okay, yeah. so this is kind of doing the fallout of like what happens if Captain America is gone? Like what happens? Who takes up his man- mantle essentially? Yeah. And it's a pretty cool concept because you have Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and they kind of embody the two parts of Steve Rogers. Like you have Bucky, who is like he's got he has that the ideals of like, you know, what made America great and things like that. Mm-hmm. But then you also have, uh, 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 Sam who's, who, uh, I think it's Sam Wilson is, his, I think his last name is Wilson, but he's the Falcon. Yeah. And he basically kind of embodies new America and that, uh, that idea of like what is right in the world and, and the optimistic, optimistic, uh, ideals of America, mm-hmm. of new America. Um, and, they both kind of like embody a little bit of each of Captain America and they're kind of like side saddling it together. Mm-hmm. Like they're kind of like, you know, buddy, buddy copping it a little bit yeah. and it's fun. 
And I really kind of want to see what they do if they do give the shield, if they end up like saying, hey, you're going to take over the spot as Captain America. But right now they have this, for lack of a better world, a tool is yeah. taking over the, the mantle of Captain America and has the shield. Mm-hmm. And he's another military guy, but he's kind of like gone off the rails in this last episode. Uh, so clearly, the you know where the plot's going. I know where the plot is going. <laughs> so but it's still really fun to watch. But Shout out to the guy that the actor that plays the new Captain America guy. He has actually gotten like legitimate death threats from people. Really? Because they've like when he started when they started playing it, he lot of like people were like I freaking hated this guy. He's a jackass. You know, I'm like well, of course he's a jackass. Well, that's clearly the point of the show. He's supposed to be a jackass. He's supposed to be a jackass, and you're supposed to hate him because he's not Steve Rogers. Yeah. And people are like losing their shit he's over this. Be triumphantly struck down and replaced. I mean, this is God. I hope the so. Story. And that's, I don't think, I think people got, are getting way too invested in this. And I, don't get me wrong, I really like the story. I just, I was like, man, I was looking up some stuff because I wanted to see who the actor was and things mm-hmm. like that. And they're like, blah, 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 actor receives death threats for portraying new Captain America. And I'm like, wow, you people are just way into this more than I am. I'm like, this is a nice pastime for me. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah, we got better things to do now. Right? I, I, well, I'm an adult, and you're an adult. We have better things to do. So let's put it that way. I think people that have that don't have a life, <laughs> maybe I don't know. But anyways, so without like digging too much into it, but yeah, that's I've been doing that. But I've also before, uh, as you know, before my computer decided to pass on into the next life. Um, that's right. So Jesus. hopefully, hopefully that's what I'll, my project for tomorrow will be. I've got the parts order and I'm going to try and plug everything in tomorrow and see if it'll run uh, so we can get some uh, handy dandy uh, episodes written up. But um, we have I, the technology. We can rebuild. That's right. He will be the one million dollar man, which somebody's like a million dollars to make a man. That's cheap. <laughs> You'd be like the billion dollar man now. Um, so I was I'm going to be playing, I think. I want to say I want to play some more raft with you. That's what I want to play. Yeah. That's kind of what I had in my plan. I wanted to play it, and I don't know if I don't know when I'm going to play with you now because of everything well, at the computer. Switching. Yeah, if we're back on days, we can just pick an evening or two. And well, and play for a few yeah. Hours. Well, fingers crossed. Like I said, I I well, I'll have to switch over. I'll be off in the middle of the week or like a Monday, Tuesday thing, probably. And we can work it out. But yeah, that's that's kind of what I have planned on doing that. So Diablo 2. Yeah. Talking about games that we're probably going to sink way too much time into in the near future. Um, Everyone's probably heard that the Diablo 2 remaster is going to be coming out. So that's the real reason why we're kind of talking about this, because it just watching the alpha footage at this time. So this today is April 9th, 10th. Um, something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, April 10th. Yeah. The streamers got a hold of the technical alpha a couple days ago. Oh my god! And they've been streaming watching, the shit out of watching it. Watching the Llama SC and the Debrunsky yep. and some of those guys, and damn, this game looks beautiful. It looks amazing. I, I, so I was hesitant. We talked about this last mm-hmm. episode, I think. Um, we were both a little kind of like on the fence, like which which side is are they just going to like be nice and just reskin mm-hmm. it, and or are they going to do like a technical revamp of the game and yeah. make put some niceties into it. It looks like they're doing a little bit of both, honestly, from what I've gathered. It really does, and I was worried, too, because Diablo 3 was kind of a train wreck. I mean, it was pretty, but it didn't feel dark and gritty. It had no soul. Like a Diablo game. 
it was Diablo games. You should watch it and question your place in the universe. It was it was straight up demonic. It had no soul. I mean, it yeah. was basically like an infernal summoning. They're like, hmm, it was a if we cartoonish. I mean, let's it, summon this and see if we can get money out of this. Basically, but, but this looks really gorgeous. And if they keep doing what they're doing, and from what I've noticed with the technical aspects and the revamping of the the skins and everything, it's going to be totally worth the sixty dollars that they're going to charge for it. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, I would be totally down to play this. I mean, just to have it play natively on the new architecture, mm-hmm. to have it support new graphics cards and stuff, because the game was getting old enough that it was starting to get harder to make it even run on a new computer. Which, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later here. I have actually have that. I, I totally sucked some stuff out of the Wikipedia uh, about that. So it's pretty cool stuff. So yeah. let's let's talk about the, the, the humble beginnings of whatever Diablo 2 is. So... Diablo 2 is an action uh, role-playing uh, game, a video, computer video game that was developed by Blizzard North, technically, and then it was uh, published by Blizzard Entertainment in 2000 for Microsoft, uh, for Windows, Mac, uh, classic, or I'm sorry, classic uh, Mac OS, and then Mac OS, uh, the new one. Um, it is a dark fantasy horror-type uh, game, and, and it was conceptualized and designed by... Um, butcher these names i apologize possibly uh david brevik eric schaefer and uh also max schaefer um these guys are the 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 project leads leads um and they basically headed the game for about three years while it was made um and this came on the tails of the incredibly successful diablo one yeah exactly which i think it came out in 97 98 97, 98, so like they 97, started on theirs. this like the moment Diablo 2 came out. It yeah. was obvious how big it was going to be. Oh, yeah. So did you ever play, Di- did you play Diablo 1 at all? No, I started the franchise when Diablo 2 Lord of Destruction hit. That's mm-hmm. whenever I got into it, because one of my uncles got it, the whole family into it. Yeah, and that's a whole other ball so of wax. I touched on Diablo 1, and I played it a little bit. I got to like the first act or something, but... After having played Diablo 2, it was hard to kind of go back. You, you can tell that, because I play, actually played quite a bit of Diablo 1 recently, probably within the last like two years, because mm-hmm. I, I was curious and I was like, I wonder if I can get something to this. And I had to like do a, I had to run Windows 95 in a, <laughs> in a virtual box to play it, but it was great in a virtual machine to play it. And I was like, well, this is fun. I'm like, but at the same time, like you said, you can tell that they're, they definitely put a lot more effort into the second one. It's like that that freshman that freshman try essentially for yeah. Diablo, the Diablo core, one. The core ideas are there, like you know, Absolutely, you have yeah. the characters, the types of enemies, the types of combat. A mm-hmm. lot of the spells are all the same. Yeah, you don't have the same progression though. There's not like no points. The itemization is much more limited and much simpler. Very much. The builds are all kind of cookie cutter. I mean, it's it's the first take at a new genre. Well, to be fair though, too, this was about the same time that I think X Windows XP was getting ready to come out, or Windows right around that time, Windows yeah. 2000 is up is right is up there is Windows that what it was? 2000 was first, and that yeah. was like 99 or 2000, and then XP is yeah. the fix to the turbo and so you have yeah yeah the truth, <laughs> um, so you had so you have a whole brand new operating system that they can throw on, and Windows 95 had been so solid and had been around for so long that they had a lot of limitations for it. And so you have a new operating system to throw things on. At this point, computer gaming had started to get humongous. This is like a little after doom came out and all those folks and, and, and Wolfenstein started to get big. 
And so graphics, was, yeah, graphics was more available, and this was and processing also, power too. And also, the internet was getting easier because much easier. If you ever played like the original, like you know, ninety five stuff, like Doom yeah. ninety five or something? Even setting up two computers on the same network was it? took some serious technical yeah. know how to yeah. get them set up so they could play with each other, like to the point where people were just playing these games at work where the computers yeah. were already set up. Yeah, I mean, and and, and the thing is, is when like this is when you know <laughs> plug and play high speed internet that. Was not any, a thing. Any old fool could just, you know, the 2000s are when you got, you could just set it up. Yeah. Like they, the company would come in, they'd plug in, you'd plug in your computer and it worked. It yeah. It didn't require, you didn't have to set up, you know, bridges. You didn't have to set up peer-to-peer portals. Oh my God. You didn't have to, you know, dude, get a second line. Dude, you're, I'm, getting fla- I'm getting flashbacks <laughs> to having to be in your house and we're doing like, we all had our computers over there setting up LAN parties, essentially trying to make things work. Because yeah. we did it, we did it a couple times where we wanted to play things like this all over at your house, and luckily Generally your dad. Speaking, it took two hours to set up the internet. We play the game for an hour. Well, yeah, it would have happened. It would be like it take an hour and a half of us trying to figure out how to set it up properly, and then we'd go ask your dad, and your dad would do it in thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, so this is reaching back into the vault now. So excuse yeah. me if my details are wrong, but because we had the one we had a second he worked from home as a con- computer consultant so we had a dedicated second phone line yes internet, yes you did which was nice but you couldn't just dial up the internet into the network no no one computer connected so his computer connected to the internet yep and then we had to set up a peer-to-peer bridge between his computer and every other computer that wanted yep. to be connected to it and that was a pain in the it truly really was because i remember you had to go in and configure it and just make it just right and it was if you can imagine it had to be configured on both ends too, yeah which was and if yeah and if you didn't do it just right you'd have to go and reset it and all this other stuff yeah i just i remember taking hours to try to get it done but luckily he was there to you know give his he expertise <laughs> yeah and lo- and usually we started this stuff at like around like seven o'clock at night and he'd do it and he finally after like nine he goes don't wake me up to fix this if you can't don't wake me i remember vividly saying if you can't figure it out after this and i fixed it he goes leave it alone don't wake me up i'm going to bed <laughs> that's pretty much what it was and i was like okay got it but let's let's get into the technical know-how about uh diablo kind of doing our past lives here but so you, like you said, you said you're you're you were introduced to it initially um, via your family members, mm-hmm. right? So your uncle, yeah, this is my uncle John, the same guy who got us all into Red Alert too. We talked oh, about him, obviously. Video. Good taste in games. Yes, he was. <laughs> he still is a massive computer nerd. By the time he was way into games too, yeah, and yeah, he got me started on Diablo Two Lord Destruction at the same land party. At the school <laughs> that we did the red alert in. So, yeah, hypothetically, I'm so just saying. So for this one, like I started playing it. My dad actually played this one. I yeah, he did. You played it. Chris played it. I think everyone who was anyone played Diablo 2. Every, I mean, huge. as far as I know, everybody in our school group actually played it because I'm trying to remember. Um, Tim played it with us. Cole mm-hmm. played it with us. Uh, I don't know if Alex actually played with it. Played uh, played with us on it but i know the vast majority of our plans friends even after like getting into high school played it with us we because it. Yeah. yeah you know and i was just amazed because this was this came out like right around we were in eighth grade i think Something when it came like that, out yeah. about that time and i remember we even played it like once we get into like got into like freshman year of high school and even like sophomore year just for fun and i i just remember having a blast with it every time anything that can last for three years of playing mm-hmm. <laughs> That that shows that it just it just it just 
it holds the test of time. It's a bedrock in your, in your life at that point. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, so let me ask you this. What was, what is your biggest memory of Diablo two? Do you remember like, was it the, the story? Was it, there's just the, the memories of sitting around playing with guys or was it just the hours and hours of trying to figure out what combinations in the Herodric cube you can make? A bit of everything. I mean, I remember the cutscenes at the time were breathtaking. Yeah. And especially going through the first time, those were awesome. I remember the rush of finding unique items, especially the little gold items were super exciting. Every once in a while, you, you could get one, but they were pretty rare. I know that. So, so but... here's one thing. I remember being very angry at my father. Okay. <laughs> so at the time he was playing with us and the original Lord of Destruction stash before people started modding it was really, really tiny. Yes. And so you couldn't hardly save any gear for later. Oh. And I had found the orb of the Tal Rasha set. Yeah which I was playing a sorceress at the time, so I was super excited about this, and he saved it in his stash <laughs> for me for later. Obviously. I was, I was trying to put together the pieces, and you know, he decided at some point that games were taking over his life and he needed to be a good father, and you know, he did the Catholic thing, and he gave up the game for Lent. Hell, you so know. He deleted it on his computer, <laughs> it was gone. He moves on and, you know, starts doing more stuff, whatever, yeah. but then I later find all the other pieces for the Tal Rasha set, except the freaking orb, <laughs> and he's deleted it and it's just gone. <laughs> You're just like, what? I remember, no. I remember spending hours looking through his computer and looking through like his recycling bin, hoping to find his save file. And I, I just couldn't. You just go, he like, he perma deleted it because he, he knew he, he, he knew to come back. Like a good crack addict, he he know he goes, give me that, give me that fix because of Diablo he two. He was playing an Iron Golem Necromancer. Ooh, that's and that's good stuff. He was having fun, like you know, sacrificing items and making the the thing. <laughs> to be fair, though, I I did do that for a while. So 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 we kind of like dipped our toe into it with with the the classes. Do you remember the different uh, classes that they have in there? Oh, Amazon Assassin, yeah. Barbarian, Paladin, Sorceress, and Necromancer. Okay, and, and Druid. And Druid. So and those Druid and Assassin, I think, were the ones for LOD that got added on. Yes, yeah. I believe. Yeah, Druid and Assassin are the the add-ons. Um, which that's if I think. Let me look. Yeah. So those are the ones that are added on in there. So, so we we get those are added in there. Do you remember? I know we kind of talked about this a little bit, anyways. Do you do you want to go over the basic kind of gameplay of? Do you want to? What do you want to do? Do you want to do story development, or what would you like Whatever. to do? Uh, let's talk about the development. Let's do development first, because yeah. that that'll make a little more sense. So, because we can yap about the the gameplay forever. God, so. yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, this game was shortly uh, set. Shortly, it's set. The, the Diablo two is set uh, uh, basically directly after right after Diablo two. Like, the implication like a year or two might have passed, but it's yeah. not much. So, in the first game, just to kind of uh, set it into. into uh, uh, idea for everybody that hasn't played diablo you you sealed away the lord of the uh, uh not the lord of destruction you sealed away diablo who is the main protagonist in the first one lord of, terror. lord of terror um and since they they started almost like you said immediately uh building diablo 2 after the release of diablo 1 um, well, the story too is that you didn't just destroy diablo yeah. you actually sealed him into yourself yep 
which is kind of, it took me a while because I didn't play the first game to realize that the Wanderer in all the cutscenes for Diablo 2 is yeah. actually supposed to be your character from the previous game. Even though, like, you probably could have picked a woman in the first game and it's just like, it, actually, it was. No, you couldn't. You the, couldn't? The sorcerer's character could... was actually a sorcerer. Oh, I thought it was a, a, a gal. There was a rogue and they were all, they were all male choices. Wow. <laughs> Sexist Blizzard. Sexist. Well, you know. There wasn't that many girls playing gaming. <laughs> <laughs> no, not as many. No, gaming's got more mainstream. <laughs> it's definitely, definitely fleshed out a little bit. So they, after the success, obviously we said of Diablo one, they immediately started on Diablo two, and it's actually nowadays it, it was cited. It's it's been cited as one of the greatest, most popular games of two thousand, and if not one of the greatest games ever made. Um, I mean, gosh, how long were they selling that battle chest at full price? Years. The, the Diablo 2000 and, 2010, probably. Yeah, the Diablo 2 battle chest was Diablo 1, Diablo 2, and the Lord of Destruction expansion. Actually, almost together. 2015, I, I probably. I think I saw it 2015. Even yeah. 2016 is still on the shelves in stores. Yeah. It was full price for 15 or 20 years after the game came out. Yeah. And you, you can still pay 30 or 40 bucks for it. Easily. And if you want to get like one of the original ones where it came like with some other stuff, I think it came like with the uh, statue and I think... I think oh, like the collector's edition? The collector's edition. some serious money now. Yeah, legitimately. If you, especially if you kept it boxed. You, that's, that's legit. So... Um, so like we were saying, Diablo two, uh, is an action role playing game, uh, computer game that was developed by Blizzard North and, and published by, uh, Blizzard Entertainment back in 2000. Um, but, and it, and it's in, why did I do that? That seems redundant. Sorry. I'm looking at my notes and I'm like, that does seem anyway, redundant. It was a super popular game in 2000. Yeah. Uh, one of the big things which we touched on earlier when we were talking about the internet being better was that they also released Battle.net around yeah. the same time. So that allowed you to connect to the internet and play with other people. Yes. It was like this online. It was a combination of like a chat room and like a matchmaking mm-hmm. service and like a trading channel yeah. for gear. And actually a lot of the Blizzard games went through Battle.net at the yeah. time. And they still have Battle.net, but it's, it's more of like a, a hub now as opposed to, what it was before it's kind of like before they've taken it was like a lobby and now it's just yeah like yeah and, and they've basically kind of taken those ideas and they've stuck them into each individual game now to where they kind of have that lobby and things like so like with like wow and things like that they have that lobby system where if you want to do like a raid or something you can you can queue for it or or uh, join each other. remember something from battle.net uh there was hardcore characters in Diablo 2. This is actually one of the first games. Permadeath. Support, supported a permadeath hardcore as a core mechanic of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on Battle.net, if your hardcore character had died, they would replace the avatar of your character with like a gray hooded, you know, yep. figure. But it would still have the name of your class and your level. <laughs> and I remember getting on Battle.net and seeing people with, you know, these hardcore characters who died at level 70 or 80 and thinking, man, I can't even get through Act 1. Yeah, really. I was like, and I I die like all the time. The like, shame. yeah, the shame. <laughs> and I so to be fair, that's another thing that, like you said, they 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 threw in there initially. And I only I only ever played hardcore like a handful of times because it frightened me to death to think, what if I got to all the way to like Act Five in the Lord of the Destruction uh, expansion, and of course you get to that Bale fight, who is like super hard mm-hmm. if you're by yourself, and I die. Yeah. What do I do then? It's just like, and that just frightened the shit out of me mm-hmm. <laughs> because I would probably throw, I would probably would have punched through my computer. 
because I had some anger issues back in the day. To be let's be fair. So um, well, and at the time, Diablo two was a punishingly difficult game. Yeah, it really was, especially the higher tier difficulty. I mean, you watch streamers now have been playing it for fifteen or twenty years and they make it look easy, but it was that's because it was quite a difficult game. That's because you've had twenty years to master the ins and outs and all the cheap little thing, the cheap things you can do to get around it and things like that. So, but. It's really kind of an interesting game that it, it added all these really niceties and things like that for people to try and, and get into. And it was, I think the biggest thing that it had going for it, it was so much more accessible for the general public, not just PC gamer enthusiasts like we were. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, you know, this was at the point where like you started to see people come in and, and even though maybe they didn't have, maybe they had, they had a home computer. You didn't have to have anything fancy or crazy to play this. No. I mean, that's one of the things is like nowadays, it's not like nowadays where you, you have to have an, a judge, a freaking monstrosity of your rig to play things like Oculus Rift or whatever it is, you, you know, you did need an actual graphics card, which at the time, most people were using chipsets, but you didn't have to. Yeah, it did help. <laughs> it definitely did help, but it, you could have, but, I mean, you're only paying to pay like what? You'd only pay like a hundred bucks for a graphics card Something then. Like that, yeah. This is back before they're like. Could, you can get a out of the box computer from the store. Yeah. Which yeah, people bought computers that way before. Yeah, they and, still uh, do, but it's not like yeah, it's not like yeah, it wasn't. You could just throw a graphics card in it and be good to go. To, so I, mean, I remember go, doing that for your parents' computer. Like we bought a graphics card and put it in. Ourselves. Didn't didn't tell my dad I don't about think it. We even told him that we did. And <laughs> whenever he found out about it, about about six months later, because he found he saw me like dicking around with it because I was looking around <laughs> in it. Just this is back when you were just getting me into all that stuff, and I was really kind of just getting kind of interested in like the different CPU parts and mm-hmm. and the different all stuff like little things on the motherboard. I was like, oh, okay, what's all this jazz? He was like, what are you doing? You know, like freaked out when he saw me. He was like, what did you do to the computer? And I'm like, it's okay. James, show me how to do this. And of course, he immediately <laughs> freaked out because he's like, God dang it. I'm like, what did James do to this computer? And I'm like, it's okay. It runs better. It's okay. Yeah, no, people still do this, but it was yeah. even worse at the time where people would spend $800 or $900 on an e-machine or whatever. Yes. One of these, you know, internet computer machines. And the promise that they got was, you know, buy our computer and you'll be able to use the internet and email and people were getting it so they could get email pretty much. Yeah. And then kids would get on it and there'd be a virus or something would go wrong and they wouldn't know how to fix it. Yep. And it'd be like, well, I can take it to the computer repair man who's going to charge you two or three bucks or you can just buy a new computer. I knew a lot of families who had two or three perfectly good computers sitting in a junk pile in their room. Exactly. Is that, is that insane? Because they didn't even know how to run like a basic antivirus because their kids got on LimeWire. <laughs> People are still like that, dude. Like, I love my parents to death, but like, they they do that still. Like, they'll they'll look at their computer and like, what's wrong with it, David? And I'm just like, click click clean. I'm like, it's like two seconds. I'm like, I'm like, let's calm down here. And that's that's I don't know how you are. Luckily, your dad has he's in that tech realm. I got lucky that he was a tech guy. And he yeah. taught, taught me how to do it, and the knowledge spread amongst our friends. That's that is the one thing that I I have been ever so grateful. Big, it gave us all a big leg up. Oh, absolutely. Even nice. even just a basic working knowledge of like how operating systems work like this helps you kind of like, hey, you know, if I want to go in and like say I want to install this on my computer and tweak the, you know, the, the settings on it a little bit on Diablo, I need to do that and I can make it run or I can overclock something a little bit maybe. Mm-hmm. 
and it, you'd be amazed at how many people in nowadays world they just don't know how to do that stuff and they just like they're like well the, i literally have to go online to get a tutorial to know how to do this and i'm like i've done this for years i'm like it it's easy i'm like it's super easy but yeah but okay here one more story this is yeah. getting off topic this was really good yeah we did really too. but no this is even better so back in the day i was really into desktop themes for my computer so I think I might know where this one's going. Go you ahead. Probably know where this one's going. <laughs> so <laughs> continue. So we did used to do anime desktop themes. Yes, and I already it know. would change you know, your background and all the sounds and the mouse and everything else. And one time I got a Tenchi Muyo theme. I know which exactly mother, which one you're talking about. Continue. And my mother got on the computer and it changed <laughs> the air message to uh, the character Washu going, where were you when they handed out the brains? Yes. And that happened about once before she started yelling at me. <laughs> and the, uh, the logging off message was a character complaining about how you're killing them and deleting them. And I remember them this. I remember and this. she freaked out. <laughs> And your dad probably thought that was the funniest thing in the My world. I thought it was hilarious. I still remember him sitting down there with a straight face telling me I couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> looking, looking back, I admire him for not laughing at me. Because he he did the father thing and he's just like, I have to find, he goes, your mother complained to, this, to me about this. Even though I think this is funny, I have to talk to you like an adult yes. and you have to take this off. That's mother, the... <laughs> Your mother being happy is more important than the joke you were making. Because I'm going to spend the rest of my life with her, so this is what's going to happen. Anyway. <laughs> that's the kind of thing you give up for marriage, guys, so just be prepared for that. So, anyway, so that's, yeah, that's, I know exactly what you're talking about because I remember you put that on your computer and I remember seeing that and I'm like, this is so cool. And it was like literally the next week or something like that, or maybe a couple weeks after I came over. Going. It was just gone, and I'm like, I had explained that I had you had explained that to me why it was gone, and I'm like, like that makes no sense. I'm like, why was she mad about that? And I was just like, it was like you know how I was just completely oblivious at the time because we're I, we're like prepubescent boys that just don't understand that well, kind of stuff. Something I didn't know until much later was that she had had bad experiences at work because they started using computers in hospitals, yeah, to do things a long time before that, and. The original generations of computers literally had a delete button on the keyboard, and if you hit it, yep. it would just delete everything you'd done. Yes. And so that's why a lot of our parents are so terrified of just messing things up and killing it all, is because mm -hmm. when they first started using computers, there wasn't a warning message saying, hey, do you want to delete nope. stuff? It just did it. <laughs> yeah, it just did. Like, oh, you know what you're doing, so go ahead and delete this. Like, it's like, you wouldn't be sitting at this workstation if you didn't know what you were doing, so we're just going <laughs> to yeah. exactly what you said. About that. <laughs> so many people didn't know what they were doing, so. But anyways, getting back, into so, getting back okay, on topic. So the story of Diablo 2. So, <laughs> like we said, there was the Grey Wanderer, who was yep. a character from the previous games. It opens with this cutscene of the Grey Wanderer traveling through, like, the Rogue's Camp, I believe is what it was. Yes, so they, he... Or Dark Wanderer, not Grey Wanderer. Yeah, he, he starts off, uh, like you said, walking through there, and you kind of, you, you go to, I think he starts in Tristam. Mm -hmm. Tristan was, Tristam is where he's at. Yeah. Um, and that's where the first cutscene basically shows him kind of... Um, he meets Decker Kane. Decker, he sets the church on fire and yeah. sends a bunch of demons, I think. And so you can kind of tell that he, even though he is, even though you are, well, the original character from Diablo is 
containing Diablo, Diablo's having a severe influence upon him at He's this point. Corrupted and, Absolutely. And which cutscene is the one where he like throws back his hoods and like shows off the horns and stuff? Like, that like, is in that's act. in second act whenever yeah. he goes and gets the Haradra cube. Yeah. Or not the Haradra cube, where he basically does he release I think he releases his brothers is when in the second act is what he does. Yeah, there was like a spirit of the Haradrim or something that was guarding Duriel, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then he and then but he releases the anonymous Tarasha. That's right. Tarasha's spirit was still there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, yeah. Bringing back, I see. This is like making it's it all. Back as we it's go. all fun and long because I haven't played. I haven't played. To be fair, I haven't played the actual Diablo two in probably a good like seven years. So anyway, the story kind of follows as this dark wonder is traveling through the world. Yeah, and you're kind of following. You're kind of like. Like he's working you're, to free the yeah, greater demons, yeah. and you're kind of following behind like him, two steps behind, essentially. Yeah. The messes as yeah. you go, yeah. And eventually, he manages to open a portal to hell, and he goes to you know, Diablo's like sanctum of terror, mm-hmm. and you know Diablo's reborn. He basically just essentially morphs into Diablo, and then well, I think he also releases all of his brothers too. He does. He frees Mephisto and Andario and Duriel. Yeah. Siblings, if you would, yeah, because because yeah. Andariel's a egg lady. Which, to be fair, that was my first. And then Bill jumps into the expansion pack. <laughs> That's my first. My first encounter with CGI boobies, <laughs> and I was just like, "What is this? This is so creepy looking." That she's got like all these little like spider things on her, and I'm like, "This is creepy." Oh, so, Andariel, yeah, because she has like. Okay, I'm not sure if this is podcast appropriate. But it she doesn't has, matter. Like, legit like nipple rings and yes and stuff. And this is it's like in the game. Yeah. So you, the graphics are so bad that you can't really be sure what you're making. Yeah. Out, but you're like, what? <laughs> but nowadays, no, no. Nowadays, you're like, oh, those are nipple rings and those are on her boobs and she doesn't have anything covering herself. Well, so it's just like, like early 2000s. This was like some seriously off the wall risque stuff. For the time. That's why it's rated M for mature, that's James. Why it was rated M for mature. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, so that's so you, as you go through each of the acts, that's you basically have to fight. One of the lords, or not the, one of the lords of hell, essentially. Each one of the left. So yeah, either one of the lesser or one of the greater. Greater ones. Yeah. So that's in the first act. You 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 kind of land in the the rogues camp or the mm-hmm. and you go through and you kind of have to go and fight Andario, who's uh I think is she the mistress of pain? I can't remember. I think it's what she's called. Yeah, you free Deckard Kane from his yeah. torments. And, and he kind of. He is kind of the, the one of the central guys that they bring throughout all the games because he's in the first game, I believe, mm-hmm. and he's in the second, and he's also in the third game. And from what I've gathered, he's supposed to be in Diablo Four, which I don't know how. Maybe he died in the third game. I don't remember. He died in the third. He game. did. He Maybe did. his daughter is going to. Or his daughter. One of the be... many reasons I didn't like Diablo Three. They killed Decker. They See, killed off Decker. I don't remember. This shows how much I paid attention to that game. So, <laughs> so it, it's. I think so. They'll definitely, hopefully, have uh, his daughter at least in the third or in the fourth one because you have to have somebody that says stay a while and listen and and can you can automatically identify your <laughs> shit for you. So, yes. but so you you meet like you said you meet Decker Kane. He comes back to the camp. He's basically like your giant walking living tome of knowledge at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you, you go through, you clear the, all the areas. And as you go through these areas, you, you essentially level up. That's the whole RPG portion mm-hmm. of it. And you gain skill points. Yeah, you do quests. There's six yeah. in each act. Yeah. Each one of them has a reward. Very basic quests. Yeah. yeah. I mean, then those are, you kind of do them and that progresses the story goes through the areas. Some of them might give you a free skill point. Some yeah. Something like that. Stat boost. Some just kind of progress the story. Yeah. But yeah, you gain levels. 
you get ability points and you get talent points for their talent tree. Yep. I mean, it's your quintessential action RPG. It's and, and this, if you look at some of the gameplay on that end of like the skill tree and how you level up, that is a lot of like what Blizzard bases a lot of her their games on nowadays. Yeah. I mean, or like for a more modern one, if you've done like Torchlight one or two, yeah, or what was very the much. one like Sanctuary? I think was one too. There's quite a few Diablo. I'm I'm thinking Salt and Sanctuary. That's something different though. Yeah. But a lot of but a lot of nowadays a lot of RPGs that have like talent trees where you can level up your character and get skill skill sets. They this is essentially the system that they they build off of that you get skill points and you're able to point uh, drop them into them, which Diablo actually pulled this from uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons D and D, and that's where they get a lot of their fun thing from. Which fun fact did you know that the, the original battle chest actually had a uh, Diablo two D and D campaign in it. I did not know that. Yeah, you I can. I don't want to get a hold of a copy of that. You cannot get it anymore I'm unless sure you, you buy unless you buy it like on eBay, which I think for a, a ton of money. Like it comes with like a special like set of dice, a special like little like campaign uh, folder that like basically has an outline. Like you know, you go through the quests, special uh, character like, sheets and everything. It's pretty cool. That sounds pretty awesome. I'm gonna see if I can find that. that you could probably find it. You're probably gonna pay close to five hundred dollars for it, probably somewhere. I don't so. want it that bad. <laughs> I was thinking like ten. <laughs> You're like, I give you ten for this. Well, maybe they reprinted it on the Wizards of the Coast, like uh, I'm sure Dungeon you can, Master. I'm sure you can find it. I'm yeah. sure you can find a PDF of it somewhere. Probably. So it's out of print, so no one cares. So after you kind of go through uh, the first act, do you want to kind of go through the different stages, the different acts that you go through? Yeah, so act one is like in the rogues camp, like we said, you find him, Dario, and then you follow the wanderer as he travels east. And yes. that takes you to, oh, what was the name of the city? The East, Kurast. Kurast, which is... Which is like a desert-type yep. area, and that's where Deckard Cain tells you there was this ancient order of mages called the Haradrim lived there, yep. and they imprisoned Duriel. Yep. And he thinks the wonder is going after Duriel, so he has you go collect pieces of like his legacy, which is the Herodric Cube, which is one of the key items for the game. It lets mm-hmm. you combine other items together to make new things. Mm-hmm. And then you have to find the staff and the amulet that they were using to imprison Talrasha. And eventually you find it, and you find that Duriel has indeed been set free, and you have to fight him. And then it takes you to the swamp. The swamp. I remember the swamp area, which is very lore heavy. I think the yeah there was a the Zakram, which was some type of paladin order. I think yes, that I guess became corrupted Iron over time. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they had Mephisto imprisoned. You know, we, could, we don't need to go through blow by blow, but eventually, he's kind eventually of... Mephisto is freed, and Mephisto opens up the gateway to hell because yes, the Wanderer was wanting to get to hell because there he can be reborn as Diablo. Yes, and so eventually Mephisto opens the doorway to hell for him. He goes through the door and he gets reborn as Diablo, yep. and then you have to cross the plains of hell and fight him in his like temple yep. of terror. Yeah, and then then. Do you want to tack on the uh, expansion? Sure. So, and uh, one last thing is like the plot of this game was that the reason the prime evils have been able to be reborn is they put their bodies into these soul stones. Yes. Or their souls are going to these soul stones after death. And then it's from there that they're reborn. And so you have to find like the, the Smith of evil 
and use his hammer to destroy the soul stones. Yeah, and that's like the Hellforge. Yeah, and that's that is in Act in Act Four, four. and Act Four, which is where you defeat Diablo. And it actually kind of like and that's your final task is to take his soul stone back and break it. Yep, and that's and then you gotta you gotta break it there. That's the final act. That's the final task in in the main store in the main game. But in the in the expansion portion, you actually have to go to the World Stone, which is where Bale, who is like the the big brother of all of them, he is the Lord of uh, Destruction. So he's like the 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 final evil that you have to fight and you have to go into what is it you remember what the town is called in um it's the barbarian town it's what yeah, i call it's it it's barbarian town uh, mount ariat yeah and the pandemonium fortress that's what it is. and then that's where you go and you have to basically fight your way all all the way up to the the world stone mountain and basically end up you end up finding Bale at the very end Bale, there. Bale's plan is there's this crystal at the heart of Mount Ariat, which is like the world crystal or the world soul. Mm-hmm. And it is like the, the soul stone for the entire planet. He is going to use his soul stone to corrupt it. Yeah, which, to be fair, why would you want to live on a planet that has a soul stone that can be corrupted or destroyed at any time? That may, seems a little like... Okay, it's, it's super cool, though. <laughs> It's, I used the idea in my D&D campaign and you liked it then, so... To be fair, yes, I did, so... <laughs> I really did like it, because I knew... I could see I could see a potential for corrupting it, so... where it was coming from. Yes, I could totally see it, and I'm, like, I'm really kind of, like, wanting to get back into that game a little bit. That, camp, that campaign a little bit. That was really well, fun. One. I'm in a better place now. Maybe we can look at that. But. That would be really fun, but anyways, so... Kelly would be happy. That would be really fun. So, so let's let's let me ask you this before we move on. What was your favorite act out of like what's which of those settings did you like the most? Do you remember? Act was the best. Um, or were your at least your favorite? Let's can we ask that? Probably Act Five. You liked Five a lot. Five was cool. There was a lot of cool, unique monsters in it. Yeah, there were these ballistas. It was like this big open battlefield, mm-hmm. and it didn't feel like it had as many like fetch questy things going on as some of the other yeah. acts did. Probably Act One and Act Five were my favorite too. So the beginning and the end. Yeah, Act Act Two for me, it kind of drags on a little bit because there's a lot of pieces you have to collect. Yes. And every piece you have to collect has like twelve different places it could be. And you know, it, it just kind of drags on. It was kind of randomized a little bit and it kind of was a little annoying. So um I preferred honestly, I liked Act Four a lot. Act four okay. and five. So I'll agree with you on the end. I was not a huge fan of um, Act One. If the only thing I liked I liked the most in Act One was the Hidden Cow level mm-hmm. and uh Wart's Lake. So those are the two things that I liked the most in uh, Act One, but I felt like Act One was a little generic, I guess. And it's also the beginning of the game where you don't have a lot of powers going on. You feel a little underpowered sometimes, and it's not nearly as fun. I guess that's kind of why I liked it, like the two end ones, mm-hmm. the two end acts, because you're you're almost so at that time. If you play in normal mode, mm-hmm. you're probably what level. 25 30 by that point yeah i think you finish around 30 35 if you play a normal yeah and you have you have plenty of skill points you've you've kind of you've already hit the very end of your your skill tree at that point so whatever build you're trying to do has started working yeah finally and and you can kind of see like where like how powerful you're going to be able to get and you can really see kind of the end result and that's that's why i like i like those a little bit more paladin you've gotten vengeance at that point 
gotten your holy shield. I mean, the sorceress has gotten meteor and frozen orb and stuff. And well, yeah, and depending, you've got your cool abilities. Your cool abilities. So let me ask you this: going off of that, what was your favorite class out of all of them? Sorceress is the one I played the most. Yes, I did a frozen orb sorceress, and I didn't realize until decades later, after I finished playing the game, that there was a cooldown on the frozen orb itself. Like you could only, the frost bolts could only hit so often on an enemy. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I played a frozen orb sorceress. I think probably my favorite character in the long run was the necromancer, though. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun and there's a lot of different builds you can do like you can do like a tooth or a bone necromancer yeah. with corpse explosion you can do a poison necro with with poison nova and poison dagger you can do just a skeleton necromancer which is the ultimate lazy character it's really lazy so especially after patch 1.10 when they added synergies in yes. skeletons got really strong really really strong so it's funny you say that because i I initially started out as a barbarian kind of guy and I got burnt out on that really quick barbarian and paladin were the two main ones that I played initially. But in the last like probably five years of me playing it while I was poor and starting off my current career, I, I played a lot of druid and a lot of necromancer. Like you said, I loved those two mainly because you could summon or you could morph or whatever you wanted to do. But necromancer, like you said, was my probably my favorite just because of the simple fact is I loved cork corp explosion. <laughs> you can do so much damage with it if you had enough you know things. And on top of it, it's like you could if you're if you wanted to, you could just summon skeletons endlessly and be super lazy if you really wanted to, just depending on which way you wanted to go with it. And if you didn't want to just do the summoning or uh, skeletons, you could just focus solely on golems. You know, mm-hmm. you do a blood golem, you could do you know molten or fire golem, just whatever you wanted to do. It's just there's so there were so many little variant things that you could do, and like you said. After that patch, that 1.1 patch came out, the synergies for the necromancer were just ridiculous, dude, mm-hmm. and. I that's think it's where I really kind of got my love for the necromancer summoner classes. But to be fair though, I don't think I ever played. I don't think I, I played a sorcerer like once. Yeah. I, I just never got into her. All I know much. assassins were super popular. I just never, I tried character. the melee characters in general didn't work as well for me. Cause I didn't yeah. like having to click on every enemy. That's so that was like, I think that's why I kind of got done with it. The only thing that really saved me with a paladin was I had that aura of thorns that I could deal with and I could literally just do passive damage to them a lot faster. And that's the only saving grace was I was a huge like mob controller that way. As like a well-designed class, the paladin was awesome. You could, yeah, you could, you could literally just go forever, not die. I think like the candidate for best design talent tree was the, that first talent tree for the paladin because you could make a build out of every single skill on that tree. Mm-hmm. And then they had two full trees of auras to support whatever you happen to want to do. Yep. It says, do you want to heal all the friends in your party that you're playing with? So they had like a holy hammer. There was like a yeah. landing from the heavens. Yep. There was a holy shield, which every paladin took. Because why not? It's free block. I'm pretty much, yeah. <laughs> they had like a smack you in the face vengeance type ability. I mean, they have. I mean, that was a whole skill. That was a whole skill tree. It was literally just, it was a vengeance build. Yeah. It's just like, so you, I would do normally, I don't know if you remember your skill tree. I remember this like yesterday. So I would do the vengeance build. It would be, it'd be a vendi- vengeance, um, a vengeance and uh, damage reciprocating build. Is I would literally just 
have all like super high damage output on the vengeance stuff and then i would have the couple like uh auras where it basically would redirect the damage back towards the people were like but the thorns so and the heels like vengeance holy shield and thorns aura yes <laughs> yes and it was ridiculous you could literally go almost an entire act sometimes and until you got to the very last boss without having to use potions at all it was yeah. ridiculous and that's the, i was like i was like this is phenomenal I'm like, yeah. I think it's kind of why I kind of have a, I feel like you've noticed or not, but I play a lot of Paladins and D&D &D when we play, yeah. so. <laughs> it's close to your heart. <laughs> so I think, I think it's kind of where I come in on that end, but so, like I said, we, we, we really touched on a lot of the gameplay stuff and, and the uh, characters and skill trees. What else really sticks out about the gameplay about you? I mean, obviously, this is the axe and things like so, that. So, I mean, the other core part of the gameplay we haven't really touched on yet is like the whole loot system it has. Yep. This is a, I hesitate to say a loot grinder because it's not as grindy as the modern no. sense of that term. No, not at all. <sighs> Especially some of the more the really modern games where there isn't even set items and you're supposed to just grind the rare items over and over again until you get lucky. But yep. no, loot is a big part of the Diablo 2 gameplay loop where you know, you're going out, you kill things, and there's different degrees of rarity. To my knowledge, it's like where this whole system came from where there's the white common items, the, yeah. the blue magic ones, the yellow rare ones. And they have legitimately and they like... They have gold unique ones, and they had green set item pieces. Yeah. Which and they, if you actually look it up, you can actually find the percentages, the percentage drops of each, of what you could possibly get on each of these, and that's kind of where you get this idea that uh, Blizzard started pushing this into WoW, mm -hmm. which is essentially what you have now. I think so. I think WoW's itemization system came from Diablo two. Yep. And the they had a whole system where your rare and your magic items would have different what they call them affixes. Yep. Where they had chances of having enhanced damage or enhanced defense yep. or leech life or whatever. There's like dozens of the things. Yes. And a lot of these different magical affixes have become pretty standard in the industry. Yeah. Like, you know, you got your damage reduction, you have thorns, you have enhanced stats or stat bonuses. I mean, a lot of the loot games that feature magic items and loot pretty much rip straight off of Diablo 2. Which, if you see something that works, you know... Well, it covers most of the bases, too. There's not a lot of other stuff you could make for new epics. I mean, you can probably call it something else, but it's going to be essentially the same thing. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's kind of like whenever I was playing um, uh, Dragon Age, you know, that's... Mm -hmm. that's I think it was Dragon Age Inquisition, what it was. Mm -hmm. They had a lot of the same things that, you know, Diablo 2 had, and I'm like, oh, this all seems really, you know, familiar... Mm -hmm. And so as you're going through and you're you're looking at the different weapons that you can choose from and things like that, it's all the same stuff. And I'm like, this is essentially just a fancier version of Diablo 2 that with well, a different story, a darker story. And this is part of the reason why people keep coming back to the game is yeah. they got it right. They did, dude. I mean, it's like there's some quality of life stuff that has, you know, become more grating over the years. Yeah. The graphics are dated, but the game itself is still really good. It's, sol it's so solid, dude. Which is why I'm excited about this remaster because they're just going to update the graphics and fix a couple quality of life things and it'll be the same game. And I think it will stand up to all the stuff Absolutely. that's still out there. I mean, I we, we've talked about like a lot of older games where we yeah. say, well, for the time it was amazing, but today you might be a little bored. That's not the case with Diablo. No, it's no, I, I would legitimately... So the only reason like I, I have not probably reinstalled diablo 2 is because i don't think they don't support it anymore on um windows 
the new uh, Windows, uh, uh, the new Windows. I don't yeah, think they do. They've, they've released a couple updates over the years just to keep it compatible. But I think you still have to run it in the compatibility mode. I think you'll have to do that, or you can do it in like a, a virtual box or something like that. But it, uh, it actually, just. Yeah, one thing to mention though is mod support for this game has been outrageous. Yeah, so that's another thing I enjoyed about it. Um, actually, I think it was Tim or you threw me on it. I think it was um, me. I had the medium mod. Yeah, the medium that mod, which yeah. that was great, dude. So that revamped. If you guys like this game, you just want to like throw it up and like switch it around a little bit. This like completely throws off, throws up the uh, the talent trees. Switches doesn't mm-hmm. it switch around the talent trees. Gives them new like yeah. skills and stuff like that, so, and kind of like tweaks the the loot system just a little bit. So medium XL is pretty much a complete game rebuild. Yeah, like all the talent trees are different. All the loot is different. The core story quests are the same, but there's this whole uber boss mechanic where yeah, yeah, there's a lot of summon bosses, there's a lot of bonus areas, and you do these quests and you get these uber charms, and it has its whole own post-game production. It's really a game to itself. And Median XL has been tremendously popular. More recently, Project Diablo 2 has been hitting the yeah. The streamers are doing this one now where it's... It's more of a rebalance than a new game. Like yeah. Where Median XL changed everything it could possibly change. The Project Diablo 2, it you know, it buffs and nerfs some of the offending skills. It has tweaked some of the items. It has some new features, but it's still really core mm-hmm. Diablo 2's type stuff. And that one's been pretty big lately. So that would be really cool for us to check, or at least I might check that out once I get everything set up yeah, on the I'll new with NPC. That would be really fun. And the fact that you could... Honestly, you could probably, I think you can get Diablo 2. I'm sure we could find Diablo 2 online for free somewhere and, and just play it that way until the new one comes out. We could probably get Zach to play that too because I'm, I'm pretty sure he would be down for that. I so. still got my original discs somewhere. I think I do too somewhere. Right I wonder here. if the Battle.net store would let you just enter in your key codes or if you're going to have to buy it again. Uh, they can't be that expensive now. I'll figure it out. It's probably like 15 bucks or not, if not less, maybe 20. But but anyway, so I know we've just gone ad nauseum on all this stuff. So like, do you what do you what do you think of like the future of the game? Do you feel like obviously they're having the remastered version and things like that? Do you feel like do you feel like the new Diablo Four that they've announced is gonna uh, hopefully live up to the standards? I'm I'm hopeful. Okay, I'm not convinced. Uh, Diablo Three was such a disappointment. Yeah, I know some people really love it, but it just it doesn't even feel like the same game. And that was a problem for me. Now, I know they've added more and more stuff over time, and I gather that it has its own huge community now, but watching them, you know, mimic the art style of Diablo 2 and maintain that gritty, dark feeling Mm -hmm. has given me some hope for the future. I see that there's going to be a talent tree of some type in the new game, which I think is good. That's a core part of the Diablo experience. Mm -hmm. When they moved away from that in Diablo 3, it wasn't really the same game. It was a little sad, to be fair, yeah. (laughs) I was not a fan of the runes and the different things that they were doing with the the, runes and the modifiers. There was just too much... I think they were really trying with it and it just didn't, it didn't feel the same. Like you said, and maybe that's just well, us and, being old men, get off my lawn kind of thing, maybe, but still but playing through it. You know, you have all the abilities and the spells and every spell has like three rune modifiers and mm. they can all like modify each other. It was just too much. Yeah. So I don't know what to think about Diablo four yet. I, I haven't seen enough of it to know. Yeah. They're moving towards a more open world type thing, which 
is generally something I enjoy, yeah. whether it's going to be done well in this game or not. I don't know. So you would say possibly cautiously optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. Now for the Diablo 2 remaster, I am super hyped about it. Yes. Especially if they're able to maintain the level of mod support that the original Diablo 2 mm-hmm. had. I think the game might be around for another couple decades. I kind of, so I'm, I'm looking at it and I was kind of hoping that they're able to do things like with the mods, kind of like they do with uh, World of Warcraft stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, the raid mods and all this stuff. Hopefully, I'm fingers crossed, they're going to allow a lot, a lot of that kind of stuff. Like if you want to go and say you want to do like multiplayer mods or you want to do item draw mods or whatever it is, things you can add on for free, I hope they're going to allow that kind of stuff. Because for the original Diablo 2, you name it, it's out there. Exactly. So that's kind of why I'm hoping that Blizzard is going to be, hopefully this is them trying to get a little, um, how do I put this politely, uh, uh, love back because there have been a, there's been a lot of Blizzard hate over the last few years. I'm not the biggest fan of the Activision Blizzard. Um, and I think that's mainly Activision, Activision sticking their fingers in things, telling and them to so, do things. And if I'm going to be really honest with myself, Part of me is a little upset about the way they're double dipping on their classics and they're making us love them by bringing back the stuff that they already know that we love. Yeah. Part of me is just happy to play the games I love again. So I don't know. It's a mixed feeling, but well, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, Binding of Isaac, right? You know, if yeah. even that it's, it's, it's not the same thing to equate to, but it's still similar. It's like, you've literally been playing the same game through three variations of it. Yeah. As, you know, you know, iterations of it. So as long as they do it well, like you're willing to pay $30 for the next version, yeah, right? I mean, as long as it's good, then I'll play it. So, and I'm totally down with that too. So, and you know, my rule of thumb, I, I expect to get a dollar of enjoyment for every, an hour of enjoyment for every dollar I spent on a game. Yep. And I can, I can attest that I will probably it's at still, least, it's still the cheapest fun you could buy. Couldn't buy a single beer at a bar for that price. And to be fair, though, it's like I tell my wife all the time: it's like I can play video games, or I can go out and do cocaine and, and hire strippers. So it's your your choice, <laughs> you know. Uh, hookers and cocaine. So that wise her. What about fishing or something? <laughs> I know small steps, Dave. Small steps, right? <laughs> Don't throw straight to the hookers. I mean, I know you got to like build well, up you, to you it. Can hook some fish first and work your way up. Hook fish and then hook hookers. Yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> that's an awful pun that was the joke i was making that was an awful pun (laughs) anyways so all right guys so i'm glad everybody was able to stop by today and talk to us a little bit about diablo 2 if 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 you enjoy diablo 2 as much as we have um if you're excited for the remaster that's coming out as much as we are if you hate the remaster that's coming (laughs) out uh and you want to fight about it uh, hit us up on uh, social media, guys. Let us know uh, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Hit and subscribe and also like the, the episode. Like I said, we want to know everything we're doing well for the episode. Um, James, I want to say thanks for coming in and, and, and waxing uh, uh, Inferno with me today. You know, <laughs> we were speaking some different languages. You know, it's it's uh, it's nice. We've, we've summoned some demons. It's we've, good to speak in that's right, you know, well, not always, but sometimes we've we've banished some demons today. I just want to say thanks, and hopefully, like I said, we'll uh, we'll be back again next week. Hopefully, once the uh, the computer gets situation gets fixed, then uh, we can actually have a decent recording. I'm going to try and hopefully get either Kelly or Jackie on here with us to talk about something because we haven't heard from either of them in a while. I think that'd be good to to get the female perspective on things and not just get. <laughs> <laughs> the male perspective on some stuff so it'd be mm-hmm. fun so i don't know we'll um 
because I was thinking about maybe doing we might do maybe a, a Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. That would be that would be really fun with uh, Kelly. I think she'd really like that she one. So, but, but anyways, guys, uh, before we give away much of our, our season to go, um, I just want to say thanks for everybody coming by and we will see you next time, guys. Have a great day. All right. Bye. If you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel, add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Seriously Pointless Conversations. If you have questions or concerns, please email us at seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.